Welcome to The Normal Blokes, a podcast dedicated to improving the competitive 40k experience. This is episode 134, and I'm joined by Nathan. How you going, boys? Uh, we're joined by Jacob. Hey, guys. And Ollie. Hey, hey, hey. So uh, we recently had a team event here in Brisbane, Australia, uh, which featured uh, a large number of teams, and we actually um, have some of the t- winners from the event here with us. Um, and before we get into the nitty-gritty of the event, uh, we'd just like to give you a breakdown of what that team event was. So, Nathan, would you be so kind to take it away for us? Um, so we were at uh, Fitzy's Logan home, the uh, most recent sort of haunt for our uh, tournaments this year. Um, it was a 16-team team event, uh, five mans. Um, and, yeah, as you mentioned, Luke, we, we were sort of lucky enough to to get up at the event and then we're joined also by the uh the second place team two representatives of the inferior five uh jacob Bourne and ollie johnson um who we didn't have the the pleasure to play on the weekend so at some point we'll have to um to get the shadow round going but basically yeah, so um, who could have uh who could have taken the tournament well we'll, we'll never know except on battle points i guess um, <laughs> um but uh, basically, Josh has done really well in sort of um, taking the the pulse of the edition since sort of the uh, Wild West team event of July, and has got a really good sort of standardised table. Um, we've got a WTC FAQ now, as we've sort of seen the event going on uh, simultaneously to this uh, in Belgium. But it means we have a really solid rule set um, now that we're about six weeks into the edition. So. I think even though the meta is a bit uh, unbalanced at the moment, we did at least have like a very solid set of rules and um, a good set of terrain to work with. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So basically what we're going to cover today is um, kind of the overarching themes of the event. Uh, we figured um, considering our two runs within the event, we would talk about some of our um, biggest rounds and um, how those sort of rounds played out, maybe uh, any sort of coverage of any particular games that were interesting as well. We're also going to talk about um, the overarching theme of our, our teams that we brought. So like what types of lists, the ideas uh, we had in sort of our team design and, and what we brought. Because uh, as we know, we've talked about extensively on a lot of other episodes, the different kind of uh, list building you experience in teams events versus singles. So um, we'll get some insights from Ollie and the other guys about that. And then also we might talk about what kind of things we noticed, I guess, in the in the meta, like what we faced that was really strong, what was unique and surprised us at the event, and we'll get the uh, opinions of, of Oliver and, and Jacob Warren as we go. How's that sound, guys? Yeah, sounds good. That sounds good. Awesome. So why don't we kick it off? Um, we'll start with you guys, Ollie and, um, and Jacob. So you guys were in the team Inferior 5, fantastic name, love it. Um, do you want to tell us who was in your team and the list that you guys brought? Um, Ollie, why don't you take this one away? Yeah, so um, I was uh, playing Gene Steeler Colt. You know, I brought them to Gladiator last time to great success, and obviously they're quite a uh, strong army, to uh, say the least at the moment. Um, then had uh, Jacob here with the Gaunt Carpet. Um, Jacob Lathuris was his card name, and... <laughs> That's sort of where he uh, got the inspiration for uh, for that list. Um, we then had um, Harry Harris playing uh, CSM with a bunch of Ford Fiends, Obliterators, and 
old Abaddon. Um, we then had Michael Viendes on the uh, classic Eldar, because, you know, why, why take one broken faction when you can take two? Um, and then as our sort of, like, style pick, we had Zach de Glass on Sisters of Battle. Oh, nice. That one's interesting. You don't see Sisters much this edition, do you? Um, you really don't. And unfortunately for Zach, uh, I think he he sort of showed why that's the case um, in that there's a lot of things they struggle on, but he he was our fire blanket. He, he went into the matchups we didn't want to play, and he did an incredible job getting points in games where he outright just shouldn't have. Like, um, he really was pushing that the, the sisters to a, a new limit, which is really awesome to see. Yeah, nice. That's that's awesome. And uh, Jacob, I saw you a number of times on the table beside me playing that just hor- horrific gaunt carpet. I couldn't imagine anything worse. Uh, How did you find running the gaunt, gaunt carpet on the weekend? Oh, my, my back. I can't not tell you the pain. <laughs> but um, no, the army's actually broken. It's I haven't run into anything besides demo bombs that actually picks it up. Yeah, it's super interesting, hey, like approaching the game from a different way instead of having all these, you know, crazy, crazy skilled, um, oh, sorry, crazy, crazy pointed units um, that do so much damage or have like a yeah. particular trick. You just fill the board with obsec bodies, play the mission yeah, and die in the right spot. Well, you spend 20 minutes deploying and then hope you go first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So has so just for our listeners as well, Jake is quite a tall tall bloke, so I can only imagine the the pain the back would be in after five rounds of intensive games. Yeah, I'm thinking about taking it to the um TNA open, but like eight rounds, mate, it's a little bullshit. Oh yeah. You, you probably wanna go second. You probably <laughs> wanna go second so there's less to move. Yeah. Oh. Mate, trust me, nothing actually dies. Like it's just ridiculous. You, it's just more movement because you're putting putting the moles back on the table. <laughs> All right. So how do you, so with your guys' team? Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you guys came to the the kind of overarching team composition you had? Was there any particular drive for having a certain list in there? Like were you like, yeah, we've got to have GSC, or yeah, we've got to have the Nig carpet, or were there certain builds that you wanted to have in to counter certain matchups that you expected in the meta? So, um, similar, similar to last time, I think, um, the, the philosophy that, um, I took was playing what you want to play and, and what you're, you're feeling and and what you're vibing at the most. And the team that we just sort of, um, came together really fitted well into like the, the armies that we took. Um, so I, I've been playing GSC, so that was pretty easy, um, we did want to bring in Eldar, and, and that was sort of looking at possibly Zach. But when we got Michael on board the team, he just, you know, for, for those that don't know, Michael is a well-known um, Eldar savant. Um, it was very natural for him to just, like, slit in. He he has all the models and, and all of that. He was born in Eldar, wasn't he? Yeah, he was he was born as a Farseer. He's got the gemstone. I'm, I'm confident that if he... If anything befalls him, he's gonna he's gonna come back on a two plus with that Phoenix gem. <laughs> um, uh, we we knew that CSM was also pretty strong, and um, I've been wanting to play with with my mate Harry for quite some time, um, and so we tinkered around with that. And you know, I played a game with him, looked at the power of Forge Fiends, and went, "Wow, one Forge Fiend just picked up twenty Neophytes without even blinking." 
this seems pretty good into hordes. Um, and so we went with that. And then um, Zach was a bit of the odd one out. He didn't really, you know, his, his factions are Tyranids um, and Eldar. And obviously Jacob had been practicing the, the gaunt, um, the gaunt carpet. And, you know, we don't want to like shift him off that after all the, you know, practice he's gone into strengthening his back. It's time to show it off. <laughs> um, so we, Zach came and, and he said he wanted to play sisters. Um, I was thinking about playing Botan as well, but we, we definitely couldn't have both of those in our lineup. Um, and so Zach said that, you know, after we played in uh, Steel City, Newcastle, and I was able to do some results with Botan, I was able to just keep the scores close. Um, uh, Zach wanted to try and do the same with sisters. Um, it's his faction. He's the sisters guy. He, he hasn't brought them to a tournament before. And so we thought, why, you know, we'll bring it to this tournament and see how they go. Yeah. Nice. I think your uh, back needed a rest, Ollie, after ATC Mercs, where you just carried the sword there. So we needed to make sure uh, Jacob's back hurt, all event instead. Oh, ex- oh Jake, Jake, I'm, I'm really good at using Jacob as a sword and be like, hey, buddy, uh, I need you to get the, the big wins here. Um, or else the team's fucked. Uh, and, and Jacob, thankfully, always delivers on that front. But uh, God, God, God score take big. Back. Easy to score big when your captain puts you into greens. Yeah. <laughs> He's got literally the weight on his team on his back and the weight of the gaunt carpet in front of his back. <laughs> on top and, and the bottom of the back. <laughs> Perfectly uh, balanced. Perfectly balanced. All right, so um, Nathan, I guess we should probably talk about our team, right? Yeah, we uh we don't often get to roll out the red carpet for ourselves on this event, but uh, <laughs> take it away. Fortunately, we we, we did uh, end up getting up. I didn't get along to the July teams, but I was very very keen to get along to the August teams and uh, go for the first event, the tenth. Mm-hmm. Um, was saw the excellent work that uh, Ollie did in the first event with uh, two of the normal both guys, Wayne and Brian, and uh, definitely wanted to to build off that ourselves with uh trying to get a normal blokes team together. So it was myself, uh, you, Luke, Sam Rubino, uh, Brian Lakeland, and Wayne Russell. Um, we went along basically after the guys had been to a couple events. Um, Brian himself was on the gaunt carpet, had played that in the previous event and was, was building up a bit of confidence with it and um, did some excellent stuff with it. Sam uh, has played on the Craft World Elder since the start of this edition um, and is really sort of vibing with that. Um, Wayne actually played Chaos Knights at the last event and although he played almost the exact same models this event, it was actually Imperial Knights um, mm. with a bit of a... With a bit of a spiky, uh, con- a few spiky conversions in there. Um, I, um, I'd love, yeah, to, I'd love to give credit uh, for him playing Imperial Knights because um, I, I, I'm the one that paired him into Imperial Knights for him to get twenty um, uh, last event, and so I think I saw, oh, if I can, if I can be clapped by Imperial Knights, you know, might as well join him. I think every uh, pairing he had into Chaos Knights, he was keen to take the revenge because yeah, he's like, I'll get a, I'll get a sixteen, seventeen here, no, no trouble. Um, he had Luke on the the Chaos Demons, and and Luke had done great work at the July event, and and definitely more than backed it up and built it on it here. And then I uh, went with the old, old trusty Necrons. Um, not much report, uh, similar to the the Gaunts. They they don't do a whole lot of damage, but they certainly don't die. So. 
and that is usually enough in teams to get you what you want. So it was similar sort of to what Ollie was saying. We wanted to have everyone play with what they wanted, but it also helped that we could we had stuff that would match quite well into a lot of the the big builds with sort of GSC being the big big scary for for a lot of us but I, I think we had a few plans for like Eldar and Knights and and certain things so ended up being okay and and we we sort of had the uh we sort of got what we needed yeah for sure we ran like a little bit of a, a different so Wayne was originally on Chaos Knights um, and then found out he was able to, he was allowed to run Imperial, his Chaos Knights as Imperial, and uh, he jumped off the uh, Chaos Knights train. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to try something different. I'll run the, um, I'll run Chaos Demons with three uh, War Dog Brigands. So I ended up stealing his bloody, his bloody knights off him <laughs> as soon as they became available. That's funny. I I will give. Uh... A little bit of some insider knowledge uh, for for TNA Open uh, might might work very well be that uh, Wayne has got an approval to uh, use his Chaos Nuts from Pure Nuts there. So if anyone's thinking about what yeah. Wayne might take for that tournament, <laughs> the streak the, the, the streak no continues. <laughs> Wayne from... continues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Here we uh... are. All the uh, Imperial, or oh, sorry, the Chaos Knights players all of a sudden swap back to Imperial. I thought the law was basically they go from Imperial only to Chaos, not the other way. Yeah, no, it turns, turns out we're wrong, right? Yeah. For, forgiveness know. is the, the flavor of 10th. Nice. <laughs> um, except for anyone playing Eldar or GSC. Um, do we want to hop into the round, uh, the rounds we, we had, guys, and sort of how pairings went and, and how it came out? Um, do you guys want to talk about your round one? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Jacob, do you remember who we versed round one? I think it was Drop Bears. Uh, yeah, I think it was yeah one of the two Drop Bears teams. Um, I I think this was it, I can't remember exactly all the players' names unfortunately. Um, uh, I think the probably the highlight of that um, run was we'd been told that Chaos uh, Chaos Space Marines into Necrons, very bad for the Necrons. Um, Harry had never played the matchup. He's like, on paper, it does really well. Um, and But we, we didn't know the practice of it. We managed to pair uh, our CSM, Harry, into um, that matchup, and uh, he 20 them, I think. He, he absolutely floored the Necrons, uh, and it was very good to actually see the, uh, the theory realized in that matchup, which was, which was very fun. The, the sheer volume of blast on on the forge fiends that can go to those devastating wounds, as well as oh um, yeah, the obliterators with the the versatile profile. Like blast equals bad for Kron. So and CSM like the the dark pack packs mechanic is is so fun. So it's it's awesome to see Harry sort of as you said execute on that theory. Yeah. Um. Do you want to talk about your matchup, Jacob? Um. Yeah, man. So. Round one, um, I got paired into the Elder Good Stuff, which was just a generic race night, 10 guard, all, you know, all the fun stuff. And um, honestly, that was, thought that was going to be very sad. But um, apparently, when you let your opponent tag your whole army turn two, it goes pretty well for you. So, huh. um, yeah, getting 150 gaunts into combat with a race knight and his race guard, 
and then just tag all the points. That was, that was pretty much the game from there. Man, um, man can't, really, can't, can't really fall back and shoot with more than one unit. And he just, just really <laughs> unfortunate. He just he got to see firsthand the um the actual movement shenanigans you can do in tenth, even though they've turned it down. You can still get away with a lot of stuff if you sort of just position your models properly off the judge. Yeah, right. Did you find with your gaunt carpet you had enough bodies to like with withstand the, I guess the the damage? Yeah, man. Like the only real damage he's doing is um, the Wraith Knight picks up. It'll pick up a unit that turn, mm-hmm. like, you know, quite quite easily. But then there's just you know, he had spectres and, and spiders, but just he got mispositioned a little bit, unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, he just couldn't. Once a tag within, they can only fall back and shoot with one unit, and it's just it's just a bad time for him. Um, unfortunate. I baited his Yukon early game as well to teleport out of position, and it got sort of bottom left corner and then he just couldn't couldn't get anywhere useful after that yeah right and so your fir- your guys first round um you won the round 71 to 29 but look so it's a big round win yeah, yeah. Um, um i think it was um I, we had a single loss that was uh zach into um bodhi which is sort of a historic matchup for the two as they always find tournaments but um, Bodhi was bringing a ton of big um, bugs that a lot of us couldn't really deal with besides um, uh, Michael. And so Zach just drew the short straw. Um, we knew that Bodhi would probably take Zach because we knew that he probably wants to fight him. Um, and uh, Zach just couldn't really damage the big bugs and he just held out as much as he could. Um, I ended up versing Marines and um, unfortunately... The guys are new to tenth, and a, a lovely bloke, and was fantastic to play against. But um, he uh, he learned firsthand what demolition charges were, and it was uh, not a pretty pretty time for him. Oh, it's never pretty the first time you like. So it's uh, only four guys with demo charges. How many shots is that? It's thirty, my friend. Yeah, it's thirty. Yeah, it's I had to had to do that, and he's like, "This is you know, it's very frustrating." And I'm like, "Look, I'm very sorry." <laughs> it's. It is bad. I can't. I can't defend this. But uh, yep, that's uh, twenty marines dead. Sorry. Yeah, I'm still gonna still gonna roll the dice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so with you guys pairings, did you guys follow like a template or you know a, a predicted table or anything like that or a score sheet that you guys um had predicted or did you just kind of wing it? Um, we we didn't wing it as hard as what we did the first time in, in Gladiators, but I did chat a bit more with um Jacob and Zach on sort of general pairing um, ideas. We, we sort of knew what we wanted to pin with. Um, we never really put down scores. We just put down, like, is this a bad for you? Is it good? Can you manage it? Um, that sort of stuff. Um, we did find, unfortunately, probably our, one of the biggest faults in our pairing structure was we had no good first defenders or, like, first put-ups. Um, so often that ended up just being Zach, just to draw out some really bad matchups for everyone else, but we, we often struggled to, to just, like, throw someone up. Um, and we, we had good, yeah, good pins, but nothing to really defend against. So we just tried to base around that. Yeah. Well, Nathan, shall we talk about our, uh, our round one pairings? Sure. Uh, so we played the Low Rollers B team with uh, Doug, Jaden, Lachlan, Matt, and Matthew. Uh, basically, the... We, we did actually sort of, I was the sort of, you know, I'm an accountant, I work in 
in spreadsheets every day. I actually, and my favorite spreadsheets are pairing spreadsheets. Um, hmm. Had the privilege of doing it at uh, at ATC this year, but to be honest, like having a consistent table and only five men makes it a lot less complex and a lot less of a uh, brain aneurysm. <laughs> um, so having a consistent table, I think, takes a lot of the, the stress out of it, which is nice. Um, we went into this round, um, they had Imperial Knights, uh, Aldari, CSM, GSC, and Space Bulls. And sort of looking at the pairings for this one going in, uh, we were pretty keen to, uh, like looking at the pairings that, that you had pretty good pairings yourself, Luke, um, aside from the GSC. So, and looking at all the other pairings that we could sort of, you know, pin pretty comfortably if you went up. So we, so we put, uh, put Luke up, um, one of the Knights, uh, the knights came up as an option, which we which we took pretty gladly. Um, and then it sort of felt that Wayne uh, with the Imperial Knights got the Space Wolves, uh, Brian got the GSC, Sam got the CSM, which I definitely wanted to avoid with Necrons. Um, and then I landed the Eldari. Um, we, we ended up pushing pretty good for this round. Um, predicted we had a score of 58 with a lot of sort of medium ties to, to slow wins, um, but Wayne was able to blow it out versus the Space Wolves and yourself, Luke, um, got a big win into the Knights. Um, and then we held the other three teams to sort of uh, draws or close wins. Do you want to talk about your game into the, the Knights, Luke? Yeah. Um, so it was Imperial. Uh, so for this tournament, I was playing uh, four big monsters, um, obviously one uh, including Bellacora and Shalaxi, uh, and then three Armages, uh sorry, Wardog Brigands. Um, and then a, a few small lone operative units like the Blue Scrubs Changeling and then a few um, uh, just demon, small demon troop units for actions. So I went up against Knights, which was um, your standard like Crusader Warden and six or seven small ones, uh, small Armages, and then your Assassin. And I think, what's the Breacher Squad? The, the new oh, the 35... Exaction squad, yeah, the standard. I think I versed one of them in every every Imperial army. But yeah, yeah, they're so good, hey. Um, but yeah, so I think as the edition's still emerging, I think uh, Rapid Ingress is still one of the most strong stratagems that is very difficult to play around. Being able to deep strike a unit in your opponent's turn, and it's particularly powerful in an army where you have like um, Shalaxi, which is a, just a combat beat stick, um, who's very hard to kill. You put her behind a terrain piece and she moves 14 inches, can advance and charge. So she can she can get to places that, like, rather reliably using that rapid ingress. So that's basically how I tried to combat the knights, just find a, a nice opening, stay back, force them forward because they have to put those big models on objectives. And I can just use my lone operatives to kind of um, force their big units forward because if my unit's on the objective, I get shadows in the warp forces them to have to come forward play the mission and then i can hit um key targets where i want using things like rapid ingress and the demons shenanigans so it turned into uh, a nice uh win i was able to get deliver some key units like the bloodthirster into a knight and shalaxi into another knight so um worked out well i versed doug egan from the brisbane low rollers so it was a super um super nice game with doug um very yeah. good time lovely I, uh, quick recap of mine, I uh, was playing the double warrior brick with all the sort of support pieces uh, 
and two Katana and a, a few little mission pieces. Um, playing Jaden Zaldari, he had some actually really good tech pieces to the matchup. The Night Spinner, um, you hate to see it every time you play against Eldari. Um, that reducing move is 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 excellent versus a lot of factions, including Necrons. And then obviously had the Wraith Knight, which um, is always you, you feel like you're pulling the lottery if you're playing sort of these big bricks versus the Wraith Knight. Like you really need it to not decide to roll, you know, six sixes to wound or something of, of, of a given game. Um, luckily, so we were playing Vital Ground. Um, I think we, we haven't mentioned yet for the where you remove the center objective for this mission. So I was able to sort of comfortably hold um, the, the, the close corner uh, with one warrior brick in mind and, and the uh, Katan coming in for some support. And then the other one I was sort of just trading on primary like it with the, the warrior bricks and the support you have from the command barge to make them OC3. You really have to sort of body block um, the objectives. Otherwise, there, there's not much most armies can do to stop you denying their primary. Uh, Jaden had some some uh, moments where he was able to sort of body block and play quite well and was able to put out a lot of damage, but wasn't able to, to drop the brooks. And given reanimation, you're actually sort of able to reanimate in such a way that, you know, with everything going your way that, you know, you're able to reanimate onto the objective and, and take off, you know, Wraithguard, you know, they're, they're big, scary, and you can't kill them, but they're only OC1 each. So that ended in a 10-10, uh, which, you know, I was pretty happy with Intel Dari. So overall, we ended at uh, a 70-30 win for the uh, lower rolls B and uh, on to round two. Mm-hmm. All right, so Ollie Sorry. Jacob, tell us about your round two. Who'd you verse? Well... Um, our round two was into, uh, we found our carry, which was Ooh. Eric Lathuris' team, um, head up by uh, Dave, Nick Argent, uh, Justin, and Nick. Um, so these guys were some of the favorites um, to win the event. Um, they did end up coming third, and um, they they did pose a formidable challenge. Um, we ended up... Uh, we. We had a somewhat game plan, but also not a huge one because we sort of knew that we couldn't ever pair Eric. Um, he's just sort of a, a master of it. And so any sort of convoluted plans we had would just sort of fall apart, we felt. Um, so I think the, the big thing is that we recognized that um, whoever got Eric was, was just going to get 20. Um, we didn't try and hide that. We just wanted to make sure it wasn't one of our like, you know, it wasn't my, basically it wasn't myself, Michael or Jacob that got him, was our end goal because the three to of be us. Fair, I was asking for that matchup all week. I comfortably 20 the man. And, and, and to be fair, we played a game on Thursday and I, we didn't even play out turn three. That's how bad it was for Jacob. So no, no, but let, let, let's do it. <laughs> we're going to go with down there. Like you were stressing for like a month about how bad the faction is. The man plays GSC and it's like, the army sucks. <laughs> look, look, there's, a, there's, a long, there's a long story. There's a long story there. I, I play, <laughs> play a game with Zach. Zach. Zach smashes me twice back to back. Um, and, you know, in hindsight, what was pretty bad terrain set up um, really contributed a lot, but that, that spiraled me a bit. I played Jacob. And I ended up just like accidentally tabling him, and I was like, "Oh yeah, GSC is not too bad." 
Um, but, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I thought I a little bit to give you the confidence boost yeah. into the weekend. Uh, yeah, Zach, team, Zach, mate. Yeah, Zach, yeah, Zach paid him off, so so I would be confident into the event. Um, but on, onto the matchups, what what ended up happening is, um, I think I think Eric sort of wanted to stop the GSC from from getting um, too big of a win, and so I think he ended up putting Nick um, into me, thinking that he would be able to sort of temper me and stop me a bit, um, and gave Justin into like Zach, which was also very good. I think unfortunately is um, they their elder player Nick. Um, had teched for the mirror. So we didn't really realize that, and we thought the elder mirror is going to be great. Like, Michael's a good elder player. We're going to trust in his skill. Um, uh, and uh, so what ended up happening is I played Nick Standing, the Custodes player. Zach played um, Justin. Dave played Jacob. Harry drew the short straw, or I fed him into a, a shark-infested waters and, of Eric. Um and then Michael Meandus versus Nick. Um, I Nick, Nick was a fantastic player on Custodes, and um, he unfortunately just didn't know too much of GSC. Uh, Eric tried to coach him a bit before our match, told him to take Fixed, which he definitely scored more on Fixed than if he took um, Tactical. He took Deploy Homers and um, uh, Assassinate. But I think, unfortunately, Nick wasn't too good at um, using fixed, and he didn't really get the whole use of deploy homers and so forth. And so, unfortunately, I was able to just um, get a good drop turn, and each turn I was picking up a brick of custodies. So by turn four, he was basically just tabled. Um, so that ended up being really old for us and, and went to being a 15-5 my way. Um uh, beyond that, though, we had um, before before I let Jacob speak about his match. Probably the biggest swing that that helped us drew the round was um, Nick. So Michael had deployed a bit aggressive into into Nick and ended up going second. And so Nick was going to take maximum, you know, opportunity of that. So he pokes everything out. He gets angles on Michael's prisms, um, and and he's about to you know, do a serious beat down. And I think uh, at the end of it, Nick had done a single wound onto one fire prism. Huh. Um, he had completely <laughs> whiffed and Michael uh, had just made all the saves. And, and with that one action, um, Nick had overextended in that thinking he would obviously get a bit more done. Uh, and so then Michael just um, picked, like just picked him up in the return fire and just sort of, blew out that game towards our favor, which was um, really big. All part of the plan. All part of the plan. It's just dice. It's just uh, roll better. <laughs> the mirror is always Michael. interesting. Yeah. Um, Jacob, how'd you go in your game? I saw you versus the Necrons. How'd you find your horde? Because that's an interesting matchup, right? So both armies don't die, but you have more obsec bodies. So tell us about your matchup. Yeah, I, was, um, yeah, I think I went with David Kerr. Um, mm -hmm. Lovely bloke on, on the Necrons, just playing... All the Necron good stuff, the forty warriors, all the characters. Um, wasn't quite sure what the uh, Canoptic Doomstalkers did until he shot one. I actually just died, just ceased to exist. <laughs> um, the matchup itself, man, it's 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 pretty pretty interesting because, like you said, we're just we're both like pretty unkillable. Um, 
just got lucky. Uh, I ended up getting first turn and just being able to put all my obstacle on the points. And then I slowly lose the attrition battle when he gets there. But now after the first four turns, I've just got enough primary that he can't come back. Um, and unfortunately, the Satans get in and they just don't deal enough damage to you know, 150 bodies with obstacle 2, uh, which is just... I don't understand why they gave Gargoyles OC2. Like, it's, they move 12, advance, shoot, move 6. It's just... Yeah, it's just unfortunate. Um, GW just seemed to do this every edition, and it just, yeah, ruined the faction by making it too good. Yeah, it's pretty strong, hey? They're like your, your Swiss army knife. They do absolutely everything. I mean, they die to a stiff breeze, but they're so dirt cheap. How much is it for a squad of 10? Uh, I think it's 70, 75 points for yeah. 10. So good, it's hey? It's crazy. Yep. If, I could, if I had more, I'd play more. Um, yep. Yeah, they're just it's stupid. And when you got the neg one to hit, plus light cover, the 5-up feel no pain strat, you're saving pretty much with the 5-up, five 5-up, five you're saving on threes. Mm. And then regen D3 plus three every turn. And yeah, you just, they don't go away. Super strong at the moment. It's definitely like a, a meta army that a lot of um, a lot of the good teams are taking at the moment. The Gaunt Carpet, because I think Nids kind of lack the the clear damage. So I think the only other way to go, it's a great way to go in this um, current meta, is just don't die and hold all primary. Yeah, well, it's a, definitely a play. I mean, some of the big bugs can do damage. Um, I thought X Greens weren't good, and then they actually did MVP of the weekend. Like just. Yeah. And an extra queen shouldn't pick up a knight a turn, and yet it did. Yeah, right. That's really good. I didn't expect um, that much damage from the X queens personally. I thought they were good oh. against infantry, but I, I don't know, because they're like strength eight, right? Strength eight, but you know when you auto wound uh, on sixes, if you True. take the um, yeah, so you you can obviously pick you go sustained or um, lethal, and if you're into you know, knights or vehicles, man, you just take lethal and it helps them overall sixes. So. Mm-hmm. All right, and then our team, uh, the normal blokes team, we actually fought um, Boys to Knobs, uh, which was a good round for us. I think we had a lot of favorable matchups here. Um, so we versed basically Imperial Knights, Astra Militarum, um, Demons, Grey Knights, and uh, Marines. Uh, and Wayne, Wayne from the podcast, uh, blew his game out. He lost it. He was playing behind me. He said um, he lost a night turn one to like two repulsors shooting it, two repulsor executioners or something shooting it. And he said, oh, it's not going that well. I think I just lost a night turn one. And then two turns later, I turn around and there's no Marines left on the board. I was like, ah, yes, Imperial Knights doing their thing. <laughs> um, my game was versus Grey Knights. Um, I versus Mason. Mason was a lovely guy. Um... I do think, however, being a Grey Knights player myself, uh, Grey Knights really struggle with damage at the moment, and Chaos Demons, like with running all the big uh, monsters, it's kind of a damage check um, army in that sense, particularly because I have the Brigands as well. So my entire army's toughness is toughness 10 or above, um, all with Imbos or, or decent saves, so very hard for an army whose highest strength is strength 8 to punch. And highest damage is damage too, so that was um, pretty hard for Mason to, to do substantial damage to play the game. He still got a bunch of secondary points, but I just blew out in primary because I could just sit on objectives. 
and not die. Um, our Eldar player versed uh, Demons, and uh, he hadn't really played Demons yet um, at their at their strongest sort of form, and uh, he got a rude awakening to all the teleporting shenanigans that Demons can do. So Sam went down that game, uh, and then we had Brian, who was our um, Tyranid player, versus Astra Militarum, and the Horde, Horde Nids were just way too much for the Astra Militarum to deal with. Well... I think I think that might be a mislabeling. He actually uh, played custodes in that round, and um, on paper, the um, the custode matchup for the horde nids is not excellent. But this sort of started the uh, the the role of uh, Brian, the custody hunter, at the event <laughs> where uh, he did manage to pull a fourteen into the custodes, which was uh, you know I, I had to hand him the plunger and asked him to get us some points, and he uh, more than delivered in this round. Yeah, that's a big big win. Maybe maybe that's why. Maybe the custodes were using some guard rules instead. Yeah, possibly. Not well, I think I think Brian. Well, I think Brian only uh, thrives in adversity. He can only. Um, <laughs> yeah. He can only. Totally as you can attest to, Ollie. Yeah, he needs to be bust. Brian Brian thrives by being the bust. He does. Throw him into a 20, a guaranteed 20 for him. He doesn't like it. But you throw him into a guaranteed... He gets zero, he'll pull 15 to 20. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, I think you and me, Luke, definitely didn't want to have much to do at all with the custodies this event. So the fact that Brian could could go in and allow sort of Sam and Wayne to take care of some other sort of armies, like, as you said, Wayne was able to take care of the Marines for the second round in a row, like, just the, a, a, a damage check there and then yourself pulling the big win into uh gk i ended up um just in terms of how pairings went i think we put up wayne first and then the ultras came up as an option which he was confident about which we took um they put up their imperial knights and sort of had an idea to sort of bully there um given my matrix wasn't great with the custody still out there um i put myself up paired with sam um our eldari player and knight players don't want a ton to do with eldari players so I ended up catching the Knights in this round. So lovely player, Michael from uh, Boys to Knobs. Um, just, a, just a damage check, really. Like the, the Knights just don't have the profiles to take care of Necron Warrior Blobs. And I think my uh, the, the most shocking moment of the game was just I threw the Transcendent Katan into the Big Knight Warden at the bottom of turn two. And obviously the, the Transcendent Katan's a monster. It's eligible to be shot by his entire army. Um, it survived there till bottom of four. And did eventually die, but not before it took the warden down to three wounds, just over I think five successive rounds of combat. So that's, insane, um, the, that's a bit of a slugfest there. Like it's just it, it is a it is a durability army, and just the knights certainly aren't adapted to uh to take care of it. So it took home a, a sixteen there, and I think we had a prediction there. We paired pretty well for sixty nine, but a few of the boys pushed up, and uh, we ended up a seventy six twenty four win. Yeah, nice. It's a big round for us. Uh, so then going into round three now, um, who'd you guys versus Ollie and Jacob? Um, we versed the lovely uh, ITA A-team, um, the Ipswich uh, Tabletop Association. Um, these guys have been like tournament regulars for some time now, and I, I just want to recognize that um, they, they've been getting better. Like every tournament, they've been getting really strong, and, and this... This tournament was no different. They brought the absolute A game, um, and uh, it was it was a really tough round. Um, we ended up drawing into them, 
Um, we we did get absolutely shafted on um, the mission, I will say. So uh, the mission was the uh, kill um, kill mission of, uh, you know, hold one, uh, hold more, kill one, kill more. And um, unfortunately, uh, we have three horde armies in GGC, Sisters, and Gaunts. And the ITA team um, had brought uh, Chaos Knights, Imperial Knights, and Elder. So they were very well suited for this mission. So how we ended up pairing was um, we ended up getting... Um, I went into the Elder, uh, Pete, to try and take that away from the team to hope that they get some um, better matchups. Um, we put Jacob into um, Chaos Knights uh, because he's very favored in that matchup. He's played it a ton. And he's very confident into it. Um, so that was really good for us. Um, we put Michael, um, I believe, into their Necrons, um, which was not exactly what we wanted. But unfortunately, um, that's just sort of how, how it fell. Um, and then um, Zach went into their Imperial Knights, which we thought was probably better for the team for him to take um, when it came up, because sort of what I spoke about earlier, we had to, we didn't really have a good defender. We just threw Zach out. They gave us Imperial Knights or Necrons, and he thought he could score some points into Imperial Knights, but not Crons, which, you know, Zach did score four points where he said he would get 20 by um, the other way. So we took that. Nice. Um very tough round. Very happy with everyone that we got the draw. Um, it's it was a tough mission for our lists and um, all good. My game was very interesting. Um, so I have a bit of history with uh, the Incarn being sort of the bane, and and it just it just does my head. And I get told how it works over and over again, but it never quite sinks in. And so I'm playing Pete. I set up some five acolytes. I think, you know, this is going to be fine. Um, I, I can protect them. I can make them untargetable. It's all good. Pete goes first, and he immediately drives up the night spinner um, full blast from, from the line. So suddenly it's within 12 of my acolytes behind a wall, and he's got warp spiders that jump around. And all of a sudden, he kills my five acolytes, and he's got the Incarn right in my home field. He gets the guaranteed charge, and it's tagging 20 Neophytes. And he kills both my, both of my Sebatours. So, um... Rough. That was, that was terrifying. Uh, I, um... I, I, I definitely... I went to the team, and I told the team to push, because I'm like, I'm about to get bodied after that. Um, it was a brutal, brutal first turn. Um, on my first turn, I have to spend 2C for plus 1 to... To wound, I'd maneuvered some other ne 20 neophytes. Thankfully, I deployed 40, and he had tagged 20, so I did have something. And then I just had to pump everything into the Incarn and give full board control to, to Pete, um, who, who played it very well. Um, comes to my turn two, and I decide that I have to go whole hog, or, or else I've got no game here. Um, it's really bad. So I, I drop everything. I drop another 40 Neophytes, and I drop 40 Acolytes. Only two of them are in range to actually throw bombs, but uh, everything else is just hand flamers. 
And so I'm just trying to pick up all the hawks, all the spiders. Um, I've got neophytes fighting warp spiders in what was like a three-turn combat because um, we couldn't kill each other because warp spiders are really bad in combat and so are neophytes, apparently. Um, and what, what really shifted the game was I made a lucky nine-inch charge with one set of 20 neophytes onto a Ravager and then just wrapped it and just took control of one set of the board. And on that turn two drop, I think I just, I picked up all of the chaff. There was, I think one prism left. There was the Wraith Knight and a couple of the stragglers around, but there just wasn't enough for him to push back. And from that position, I kept just shoving wave after wave of stuff. And I was able to claw that back to be an 11-9 in my favor in the end. Yeah, nice. Um, Jacob, I saw you versus the Chaos Knights here on your Tyranid Horde. Um, how'd that go? Because Chaos Knights are probably one of the armies that have maybe the right profile. How'd you go? Yeah, um, look, into the Chaos Knights, I didn't actually look at the list um, before going into it. I just thought Chaos Knights, armor just, or Warlock's Dam, she'll be right. Um, and then as soon as we put me up, I realized he had Shilaxi, and that's not, not good for me. Um, she's actually just shreds my army um which you know, wasn't ideal and then after the point ollie walks over and just as he said just straight tells me he's about to get fucked like he's getting 20 it's bad so i was like oh, that, that, that's good news that thanks that, that's definitely gonna help um, inspiring captain yeah, yeah. <laughs> i am inspired i will win now yeah pre- pretty much um leadership by delegation <laughs> uh, especially with it being um what the kill one kill more mission um and then me scoring a lot of points um through spore mines i thought it wasn't going to help uh, and then apparently my army just decided to do the one thing it's not supposed to do and actually killed stuff um i think i actually dominated the primary of that game um into i think it was um definitely steven uh, and just actually ended up killing more every turn than he did of me which was just yeah pretty brutal um and just yeah unfortunate uh, executings apparently are good if you just roll sixes on their shots and sixes to hit. Um, being AP three flat three, you can't you can't rotate iron shields and everything. Um, I think one of the big big biggest moments in that game was uh, playing on the WTC terrain. There's a lot of corridors, and he kind of jammed four warlogs in a line, and it just sort of allowed me to push through the center ruin and tag the front and the back, and just collapse. My whole army onto those, and he had two two warlocks just standing there that couldn't move, couldn't shoot, and couldn't move through the walls because I just body blocked it on both sides. And um, nice. I don't, yeah, just it was just a little bit unfortunate position, um, positioning on his behalf. But other than that, it was, it was just a great game. Um, he had me terrified turn one. Uh, he just shoved, and yeah. Shalaxi being in the middle of objective, I just can't deal with that. And I was like, ah. This is this is going good. You have that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, man, I'm just gonna put a line of gaunts in front of you and hope they live this combat, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, it's an interesting list. I, I was pretty impressed with some of the um, lists that people brought out this tournament because there were a lot of armages and then a, a demon allied detachment with like Shalaxi. There was like two or three lists like that. Yeah, I, I wasn't really expecting it, um, mm. but it puts in a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But like the the brigands hitting on twos is is big, but I think he had like sixty something gatling shots. But when everything's neg one to hit, then 
essentially I'm saving on threes with the five up and five up front of pain. Mm. Nothing really dies to that, unfortunately. Um, and that was literally the only thing that saved me was the fact that my stuff just lived a lot longer than it should have. Yeah. Well, look, the normal blokes in that round, we versed low rollers pink. Um, so we had uh, Eldar go into, I think it says, it's listed here, Adeptus Astartes. Sometimes it changes. Yeah, is it Astartes? It, 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 was, uh, it was normal Marines, uh, uh, Andy Kerr, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, our knights with Wayne went into Astra Militarum. Um, Actually, I went... Astra Militarum this time. <laughs> you never know, you never know. Um, <laughs> I went into a mirror match with the Chaos Demons, um, which I think was an interesting pick because I think we put me up to try and bully another matchup because we didn't expect the Demons to pick the mirror match. Um, and then yeah. they did pick me. Uh, and then our Tyranids went into Custodies. Again, Brian, just falling on the golden carpet for us. Uh, and then, Nathan, you went into a mirror match as well. Yeah, we had the uh, the double mirror this round. Um, I think you were quite confident into your mirrors, Luke, so, which ended up paying off in this round. Um, Sam uh, and Wayne both playing against factions I think they hadn't played before, so they took that both to draws, which was really good. We handed uh, Brian the plunger again, <laughs> uh, which he pulled out an 11-point win into the Custodies, which was really good. And I had uh, the pleasure of playing uh, James Harren of the, the low rollers on the Necron Mirror. Um, not, not really much died uh, this game, so it was... Uh, <laughs> In terms of Purge of the Foe, we weren't giving away too many of the kill points um, and just ended up uh, the difference in this matchup was the command barge. Um, three is greater than two, I think we all learned in uh, in high school math. So I think um, just getting that, those warriors to that extra OC point means that they just hold two of the three objectives on this mission. The primary difference uh, blows out a little. And then we had a few uh, Katan on Katan brawls uh, and a few things going on. But aside from that, it was... Um, not a whole lot died in the game. It ended up being a uh, a fifteen point win to me, and and a big blowout eighteen point win to you, Luke, with the others going close to get us uh, sixty four points to win the round. Yeah. Did um did that Necron Mirror game? Did you both just end with your full armies like still left on the table? By, I, by I the think end? I think I managed to get Killmore turn one because James unfortunately moved his flayed ones out to charge my warriors, which I uh, promptly overwatch and. Uh, <laughs> Managed to pick up, which was kill one and kill more. So I managed to pick up eight primary turn one, and I think after that it was maybe, maybe the Catan died. After that, it was it was very uh, it was very slow goings. Nice. So that basically wraps up the day one for us. Um, so it sounds like you guys had a pretty greasy uh, day one compared compared to what we had to go through. <laughs> well, well uh, we day are... two, it, it hits. Uh, uh... Oh yeah, day yeah. Two was your uh, back end of uh, day one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, our day two was two very good teams, one after the other. So that was pretty tough. Um, so going into round four, uh, you guys versus Tuwumanes, you had a, a huge win here, 70, 70 points to thirty. Um, yeah. You want to briefly run us through that round? Yeah. So um, the Tuwumanes had some some pretty good lists. Um, but we, we thought we paired into them um, pretty well. Uh, we, we were very confident in a lot of our guys and, and what we were bringing, except for David Truman, um, who is an exceptional player and, and won best sport um, uh, for, for the event. And he was bringing uh, a filthy uh, Eldar list um, that was just 
incredible. And so we, we knew going into this that that list was just going to absolutely table whoever we wanted to put into it. And so our plan was to put him into Zach because Zach was probably going to have rough, rough matchups into um, everyone. So if, if Zach has a rough matchup into David, then that's perfect. Like he was, that was already going to happen and it leaves the rest of us to um, have, have really good games. And um, so what ended up happening is we did get Zach into David. We got Harry into the CSM mirror. Um, which I think was an eleven nine to him, or or a ten ten, even a thirteen seven, I think. Oh, it was thirteen seven. Um, and uh, I went into Chaos Demons and did a fifteen five. Um, Michael went into um, a car uh, custodes. custodes, and that was that was a blowout for us. That was I think he a nineteen one. Um, uh, yeah, twenty zero. Yeah. yeah, something big. Yeah. Yeah, so so that was really good. Michael hadn't really Michael had the one game of Custode experience. That was the one matchup he had actually sort of know about, and so he he completely blew that out of water and was fantastic. And then, um, yeah, I think I, I want to do a big shout out this round is, uh, you know, the rounds coming out. I think it's ten minutes past when the round was meant to stop, and Zach's still there rolling dice with David. Um, <laughs> Zach's sweating his absolute heart out, and he gets two points. It's an eighteen two, and we're we're so excited um, that he didn't just get twentyed. Uh, he he fought every blood, sweat, and tear to get those two points, uh, and that was that was awesome. It's so good in Team C. Sometimes the the goal for teams is not to win the game; it's just to scrap some points. So yeah, yeah it changes 100%. changes the goal. Yeah. Um, Jacob, you versus Gene Silicolts. A big win for you there, 20-0 on your Tyranids. Yeah, it was... Um, oh, to be fair, it was probably one of the other armies besides Eldar that I actually didn't want to play. Um, I've played them three games leading to the event, and I just got bodied every game. It was mm. not not good. Um, but having a good look at the guy's list, um, he only had one demo bomb, um, and a lot of Acolytes with like, melee loadouts. Not not really knowing what they did, I was like, ah, she'll be right. Like, just, you know, I can go in there, I can score some sort of points, especially with it being the mission where you have to place the objectives down. Mm-hmm. Um, he got first turn, which wasn't wasn't ideal for me, but he was playing um, tactical and drew some average cards, which meant he had to sort of push one of his ridge runners up to score engage. Um, and it just allowed my, my gaunt, all the gaunts to just tag it. And I had, from that point, I just, had uh, something like 80, 80 something gaunt in a lictor in combat with this ridge runner turn one. Yeah, right. And he just couldn't shoot it, couldn't get out, and I just swarmed the board with it. Ended up giving him, I think, zero primary uh, over the course of the game. He did his he did his big drop turn, which did what it does, right? Like GSC is just pretty offensive. It just picked up so much. Mm. Um, but yeah, after killing. Most of them are clapped back, and I think he had two of the five gene stealers. And I think over the five turns, I killed thirty-five gene stealers. It just kept coming back, like yeah, it's crazy. Like, especially when they're on a four plus, and the man just rolled fours all yeah. day. You know, it's like cool, man. I, I guess when he killed me, I'm like, um, he was a lovely bloke. It was just, I don't think the melee, the melee build of gene stealers does quite the same amount of damage output as. Sort of a list that oil was running um, with a few demo books in it. Yeah. Um, that the are okay. 
Um, but he did the similar thing as the, my last round where he kind of pushed them to be really aggressive early game and just got stuck mid-board. Um, and with the train, as you guys noticed, like with the, um, they had the crates next to the ruins. Mm-hmm. And once he got in there, he just couldn't get out. And they just, they just don't kill enough to clear a unit at a time. I was just able to kind of just block him down and just string out so that he couldn't place objectives. Or what he did, I just had you know, 30 OC bodies. So it, it really is that sort of like skill gap of, of the of the gaunt carpet in that I think that matchup really like encapsulates the point of that the army doesn't kill you, but you just can't kill it fast enough. Yeah, um, I think... He figured out quite quickly that I have enough bodies to three-inch screen my whole army. Um, and it's, and it's, sort of, it's, it's definitely why I sort of went away from Apparents in that I, I still love them and I love their lore. Um, and, and they're very durable and they can provide a very good anchor. But yeah. their damage can just be... If it's into a single target, it can be good. Into a unit, though, it's just a bit lacking. And being 1OC, it can just quickly out, be outswamped. Yeah, and when you drop a, a demo brick and it just you know comes down and kills twenty gaunts, it doesn't feel like it's doing enough. Um, you know, you got even if you have four of them, like you kill four units, and it's like it can hurt. But when you screen it properly, they come down and you know you drop the gaunts move away. They can't chase you down. So yeah, it's pretty pretty good matchup, and you did really well there. So. Um, congrats on that big twenty. Uh, I don't think many people twenty the. Um, GSC over the weekend, so well done. Um, I the GSC did remind me, and I do want to highlight very funny interaction we had. Um, going back to to day one, our game two, we had, as I said, Harry, um, into um, Eric, and he got bodied by that. Uh, our game three, we forgot to mention that the ITA's GSC player, we also got into Harry, uh, and Harry managed an eleven nine win. Uh, and full credit to Eric, who uh, helped teach Harry what to avoid, what to look out for in that matchup, um, which was very funny to get the coaching mid-tournament, um, which we used to help help win that matchup. <laughs> uh, the, the price of a good coach, eh? <laughs> I don't think that was the only uh, lesson handed really. out as we go into this round, because uh, Eric certainly taught me a lesson <laughs> or two oh, yes. about GSC in round four. A lesson of respect, I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Blast again? I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, since you mentioned it, Nathan, tell us about it. So, what happened in round four for us? So, this is, you know, we, we knew we were going to go into this round overnight. Um, of course, as soon as we get to the event, we have uh, two of the, almost every other team's like, oh, do you mind if I change my pairings? Do you mind if I change my pairings? So, any thought from the, uh, the night before was thrown out for a, a quick panic uh, discussion in the sort of five ten minutes leading up to the round as our, our matrix changed quite a bit. Um, I handed Brian his uh, his golden plunger for the uh, fourth round, and he managed to match into custodies for the third straight time with his nids. Um, we were we as you sort of alluded to earlier, Ollie. It's extremely difficult to pair against Eric, and extremely difficult also given there's Eldari and GSC in this matrix. Um, we were pretty conscious of the fact that Eric was probably going to get a big win no matter who we went into. So we were conscious of making sure that the Aldari didn't pair up and get that second big win and make it too hard for us to draw or win the round. Um, so they actually put up the Necrons. Um, 
we offered them the mirror match and the Knights. Um, it wasn't great for the Knights and, and they did end up taking it, but we were quite worried about um, the the back end of the matrix in terms of making sure those Knights didn't get into either GSC or Eldari. Um, we ended up basically with a choice of who we wanted to put up here and we ended up um, going with Luke into the Marines. Um, Sam ended up in the mirror match with Nick Arjun into the Eldari. And then I uh, got the the honoured uh, task of matching up against Eric's GSC. The, the free coaching session. Uh, absolutely, you know they didn't even get didn't. Even, I only had to pay the hundred dollars for the event instead of the hundred dollars uh, for the month for Art of War. Absolute <laughs> privilege, two for one. Um, but how'd your uh, your game go into the Marines, Luke? Yeah, look. Uh, so it was a Death Watch list, um, and it was crafted with the help of Eric and Eric always has these, you know, fantastic lists that you wouldn't think of anywhere. And, uh, I didn't really know what it did. I knew I did really well into Marine bodies. Uh, I kind of knew a little bit about death watch and they did a bunch of mortal wounds, a bunch of shots. Um, but I was kind of, it was the best matchup that I could get from that lineup to get the most points. And I knew this round as well. Eric was going to get a 20, no offense, Nathan, but he would have 20, Anyone, anyone none, of us? No, no, none taken. Yeah, and I was like, "Look, I need to, I need to pull a big twenty to counter Eric. So I need the best chance of that, and the best chance in all of those lists is the Marines. Anyway, so we paired into the Marines. We got the match up, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna get the 20. Then um, Nick, Nick uh, Argent from the other team, who I'm good mates with, comes up to me. He says, "Why'd you pair into the Death Watch? They have an anti-monster strat." And I went, "Oh." That's interesting. Uh, so they have an anti-monster 5-plus strat, so they can wound me on 5s, and they get double oath. Double oath at the moment. So they can pick two demons and reliably kill two big demons in a turn. Uh, so I immediately figured that out, and I was like, oh, I said to Nathan, look, this might be bad, but I'm going to do the best I can, because he has an anti-demon strat. Nathan kind of looked at me with sheer terror in his eyes, but a calm, a calm voice saying, just do what you can. <laughs> but I knew I knew you were a little bit scared, just like I was. Um, so you but... didn't, didn't take my approach of telling my team, I'm I'm boned, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, you guys, even even with Luke with the green at that point, the pairings had kind of gone off the rails. Like I had been well and truly handed my uh, lunch money by Eric in pairings. <laughs> um, I felt like we did well in the other four rounds, but this round I got truly towed up. And then once our uh, it, it sounded like our our true green got. Took taken away. I'm like, all right, we gotta, we gotta plunge in, boys. We gotta really scrap for this draw. Yeah, but um, it was a good game versus Justin on the Death Watch. Uh, I played super cagey, uh, knowing so all of his units can teleport everywhere. Um, so I uh, played super cagey, kept my demons out of range, and used the armor just to body out. Um, because I knew the armagers he had to commit certain units to be able to kill the armagers. Um, and he'd want to use the anti, you know, mortal wound bombs on the, on the big demons. So when he committed to try and kill some of them, and I used my lone operators as well to hold objectives, but he committed to kill some armagers. And then the next turn I had a nice spot, um, to be able to put Bellacor, Shalaxi and, um, the Bloodthirster in range of three separate units. 
and they all made their charges. I made sure I had my CP ready just in case the charge fell, but they all made their six-inch charges, and I ended up ki uh, killing three kill teams in one turn. Um, so that was, from that point, it was pretty, like, there was not much left that um, Justin had in terms of damage, so I felt pretty comfortable there. He still, in return, was able to kill with two Death Watch squads. He was able to kill Bellacore and the Bloodthirster down to four wounds. So Jesus. the the damage is actually insane. Um, it's actually crazy, but um, I was just running away with primary and um, and secondary cards as well because I had a lot of just units that were doing their thing while the big demons were running rampant. So we managed to get the twenty there to counter Eric, and then we drew the round fifty three to forty seven yeah. overall. We had a uh, Wayne really scrapped hard in the Necron uh, matchup. We were playing. Um, which mission were we playing this one? Ritual. Uh, ritual, yes, so generating the objectives. So Wayne really scrapped for a, a seven, which he predicted against the Krons, which was great. Uh, Brian pulled out an amazing 14 versus the Custody, so just really killed it in that matchup over the weekend. Um, mm -hmm. Sam, um, you know, given the tech in Nick's list as well, where he had the spinner and, and Sam didn't, um, Sam was a little nervous going into this one, but managed to to scrap really hard and, and and actually won the mirror into to to nick Zelda, which was amazing um which uh, basically allowed us to draw the round without our fifth game um which was my game um, <laughs> i play i played into the eric's gsc ended up going first and got some favorable cards so i was actually i did actually throw on a little bit of the score in the first sort of one and a half turns where and that's about where the scoring stopped. I was able to sort of screen out because I was a little nervous of, of Eric sort of hitting my, my buffing pieces like the Ghost Arc, like the Reanimator Command Barge uh, with his Deep Strikes. Unfortunately, um, I hadn't actually played against the Blasting Chargers before and I hadn't sort of experienced too many games where my Necron Warriors were picked up uh, at all, let alone from full health, let alone two in a turn from 300 points worth of GSC combined uh, from two Acolyte units. Um Yep. So yeah, when when you get that many blasting charges thrown in your face, and you just need it's just weight of dice. It's it, it was pretty incredible, really. Like I think Eric was talking himself down a little bit. He's like, you know, I really need this turn to go well, and then he just absolutely just destroyed me, and then picked up the Nightbringer as well, just to sort of rub a, rub my nose in it in in and the bottom of two. And I, I from there, like you know, the 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 army is unfortunately the warriors and. And and I uh, promptly got twentyed, although it was only I think about three or four points off getting points. It's just just didn't have anything going into turn three. Yeah, but uh, as math. you said, Luke, we uh we drew the round, which was which was what we needed. We we fed me as the sacrificial lamb, and mm -hmm. and you boys uh fortunately uh let me get away with uh, not contributing at all. Yeah, it, look from that round, I think um uh and no offense thrown to you, but we. You know, got out paired. Eric is a is a master pairer, and of course we didn't really know the the full extent of how the, all their lists work. And then also we threw you under the bus by changing all the pairings last minute multiple times. So uh, I think we we were fortunate enough to have sort of you, um, Sam and Brian, really push up in, in, against your predictions and and really delivered on the points. Um, yeah, and just you know. Um, I think it was a good lesson in sort of trying to be a bit more courageous in pairings. I think mm -hmm. being scared of Wayne there, I think we did happen to fall into the 
uh, just about what we needed, but um, being scared of that, uh, of getting Wayne when we maybe should have just thrown Wayne into the GSC mm-hmm. um, might have been the, the lesson in the future. But um, a really great round. And again, Eric was um, a great game to play against and really generous with uh, the advice afterwards and during with uh, telling me how many dice he rolls with his blasting charges. <laughs> All right, so now we're in the final um, final round, and we'll um, try and be good on these ones. Well, so we had... At, at this point, I'll just quickly digress. So like, mm-hmm. it, we actually had four teams that still could have won this um, at this point because we had sort of a few teams. We ourselves were on our three wins and a draw, so were ITA, but found our carry and um, Inferior 5 were both on uh, two wins, two draws. So... It was really anyone's game at this point. Um, like, you know, everyone had to push hard and, and try for the win. So certainly, although there was a top table, it was really anyone still could have won the event. Yeah, it was super tight, wasn't it? And we, we were talking at lunch, we're like, all right, do, if we if we drop this round, can we still win the tournament? And we're like, no, nah, we actually have to push and we have to push hard because yeah, it can anyone can take it at this point. Yeah, I think I think I'd overheard possibly Brian saying that if you guys drew that we might have potentially jumped you guys but i I was i was fine leaving it to chaos i i really wanted you guys to draw i just go how does everyone all position now that we've got four teams with two draws and three wins and yeah what is going to be like oh did this guy get a win here actually tips it over and everything would have been really funny Mm -hmm. so yeah going into the last round uh inferior five you guys versus the uh cornstarch appreciation society what a team name um, do you want to give us a rundown of that one? Yeah, so um, everyone, you know, the the contract team to highlight was um, uh, run by Sam Levin and and had uh, Micah and Ivan. They were an absolute gentleman and scholar team and were fabulous diverse. We were very thankful to um, uh, play these guys. Uh, they were very more chill. They were having a good time and relaxing and. You know, most of my teammates were there, and and I was I was actually sweating bullets because these guys are no slouches, and man, we we got to win this round to have a shot at, at the podium, and I really wanted to go back to back podiums for, for gladiator events. Uh, um, so thankfully, um, seems that Michael and Ivan sort of had a, an agreement that they wanted to play each other, and it just so landed whether whether Sam actually wanted to give them the matchup or Ivan. Courage, Sam, to give the matchup. Um, Ivan on Thousand Sons went into Michael. Um, then Marines player, whose, whose name unfortunately escapes me, went into um, uh, Harry, who wasn't quite sure in the matchup, but all of his practice games said that he was great into power armor. So we were pretty happy there. Um, we gave Chaos Knights uh, into Jacob, because Jacob has already beaten Chaos Knights here. And feels pretty confident into it. Now, the the funny story about that mission was uh so we're playing priority targets where it's back end scoring. If you go second, um, you get to score at the top of your turn five, and then you score at the end of the game. So going second is a huge benefit and can be a huge, like, you know, twenty point plus swing, fifteen point swing, um, for the back end. And so you know, a big part of this mission was, all right, guys, tell me if you go first or second, because that will be a big indicator. Um, 
Matt's Jacob into to Chaos Knights. Feeling pretty confident about that. Jacob comes over. I've gone second. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. He's like, no, it's really bad. He's pushed his entire army, uh, and now I can't do anything. I'm like, thanks. Good to know. <laughs> um, uh, I I ended up playing Sam, which I which I hadn't played against him before, which was was really lucky. Um, and uh, I I don't want to put anyone, I don't want to put Sam on blast here, but I thought it was very funny for for me is that uh, the tagline of that game was, "This is really hard." Um, which was a mantra that Sam replied to himself over and over again um, as I constantly was just doing three-inch deep strikes um, and picking up his ink card and his fire <laughs> and just he would kill the unit and I'd recycle it and I'd put it back into deep strike and just do it all over again. Um, and it was just unfortunately very frustrating for him as um, his list just was very good, but it wasn't designed to fight GSC, so he didn't have the chaff needed to screen. Every every little piece he used to screen is something that I wanted to kill, anyway, um, and I, it just just weared weared him out and thinned him out. Um, he was he was an absolute lovely person to play who helped me massively in the deployment phase where I was trying to figure out, you know, destined to not make the same mistake with the Incarn and not let it get into my deployment line turn one as I've done three other times. Um, and he helped me make the realization that I just can't start anything on the board. So I had to reserve my Ridge Runners. I just started some Neophytes completely hidden in buildings and some Lone Operatives. And um, uh, my turn one was very bad as I, I locked myself to my deployment zone. And then I got behind enemy lines and attempting target, which I could do nothing about. So didn't look great um, as I just had to completely give up my first turn. But... Turn two comes around and I get a nice angle um, and I snipe the Incarn and I snipe a couple of his Hornets. And from there, things just slowly started to go my way with both the cards, making some lucky like eight inch charges to pin some units, rapid transport. And then from there, it was just a slow attrition, um, which helped push it out to a 14-6 my way, um, which was really good. Yeah, nice. And Jacob, you, you versus Micah. Um, how did that game go? Yeah, Marcus, um, he's probably my favourite round of the entire event. Um, I've played him before, he's just a great guy. So, we get paired into it and obviously going to Chaos Knights again, I'm a lot more confident with this matchup. Um, he didn't have any, uh, any brigands, which was, I thought was pretty weird, because my whole army's going to be neg one to hit. Um, but we deploy armies and as he's deploying, I realise that the mission we're playing on where it was the corner to the, sort of the halfway, like that real long deployment zone, kind of what it's called. But um, I realized like, I actually couldn't hide anything. And he gets first turn and proceeded to put 24 OC on every objective that wasn't my home one. And I just stood there and was like, yeah, this, is, this isn't good. No. Walk over to Ollie and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to get bodied. Like, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't score points. This is bad. Yeah. The, the duality of me, game three, being like, I'm about to get bodied, <laughs> and, and there's going to be some quite some parallels with the end of the story. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had to apologize about three or four times to, to Mika, because my turn one was at least 15 minutes of me just standing there going, oh, I'm fucked. What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how, how, how do I play this? Um, and then, luckily enough, Exocrines uh, did what they did again, and they just rolled sixes on everything and I was actually able to pick up a couple of knights. Yeah, nice. Um, 
pretty pretty early on, and then just sort of snowballed the midboard, uh, where he got a bit kill hungry, um, where he drew teleport homers and then just shot his entire army at me instead of doing the action, um, just to try and pick up as much as he could, and then realised that he hadn't scored any points. Um, after that, it was sort of much the same. I think we just kind of hit each other, and I was just he couldn't get through the bodies enough where I was able to just put sort of just enough on the objective every time. Um, luckily, it was only the, the hold one, hold two for 10. Um, so he couldn't run away with the primary too early. Um, and then the best thing that happened was turn five, where you get that massive 25 points swing. And I just popped my shadow in the warp. And I think his entire army, all but like a unit of Nurglings, just, just failed. Oh, everything. No. Yeah, right. It was amazing. So I think between him and my round four opponent, I think they only passed one battle shock. Jesus. It, was just, oh, it is the absolute spice when it goes off. It either does well, everything and it wins you a game or it does nothing. It's funny that, like, you know, you're playing the Chaos Nightmare, and I think Chaos Knights is almost more known for shaking on morale, but the, the Tyranid effect is just almost so much better for just it's, being able to yeah. automatically activate it. Yeah, the fact that you, and you can't respond to it. So, like, you're forced to take your battle shock tests, you can auto pass, and then you pop Shadow in the wall, and you just can't respond. So, I think turn five would put him to a zero. And then, because he's battle shocked at the end of the game, he couldn't score again. So, I just got a free 25 points. Mm, nice. Uh, oh. Which, which swung it like to a um, 15 5. So, that's, it was a massive swing. I, it was, I was almost going down. Like, it was getting rough. And then, yeah, that, that's just kind of. Game in the round. Yeah, nice, nice play. Um, our round five was interesting. We versus ITAA, and before the round, um, Nathan always gives like these little gems of knowledge that I don't really analyze the miss- missions as much, but I, I get secondhand <laughs> knowledge from either Nathan or Denise most often. And uh, Nathan's like, guys, you can only score ten points per round, and then it's the at the end of the game, you can score up to 15. So just get 10 points per round, just hold two objectives, and then at the end, that's when you push. So have units at the end. And I was like, wow, that's, you know, that's really good. So I literally just sat on two points and didn't do anything and just scored my secondaries in this game. And I was versing uh, Gene Stealer Colt. So it was quite fitting to, to do that because I don't want to spread out in this mission anyway. I don't want to I don't want to expose too much so that my big demons can get hit. So I just sat on two objectives, put the changeling on one objective because... No Genes to the Cult player wants to deep strike down in Changeling territory, risk not shooting, and then risk failing a battle shot test and not shooting again. So the Changeling was kind of cool on one objective. Armager was good on another, screened out with some smaller demon units. And um, I just kind of sat there for a number of turns um, and then <laughs> was alive at the end of the game to uh, to get those big primary swings. So I versed... Um, I versed Dan Burns, who is an absolute gentleman. He's such a nice player. Um, at the start of the game, he told me the stuff his list could do with all the Gene Stiller cult trickery. Uh, and he was running an aberrant bomb, but, uh, you know, four demo bombs uh, with an aberrant bomb. So you kind of typical uh, GSC list with a lot of damage, a lot of characters and stuff. So I was very scared of this list. I didn't want this matchup, uh, but ITA did a good good pairings process to get some some good matchups going 
As as someone who uh, did verse the like five demon matchup, uh, you were correct in not wanting it, as it is very easy to blow up the demons. Yeah, it's just you have too easy access. You can just access the big demons whenever you want. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and you out object them and everything. We had um we had a bit of difficulty here because like obviously pairings. I think I think GSC was a little bit better before my uh before my teachable moment with Eric, and then mm-hmm. suddenly GSC was absolutely horrific for our matrix. Um, Brian was pretty confident into it uh, for the reasons that Jacob has sort of alluded to with the nids, but we really had no one else that wanted them. Um, so we ended up uh, putting up the crons this round, uh, fairly even pairings, and then they had put up the they had responded with uh, Knights and Yanari and I sort of just pulled the Yanari out, but they ended up putting up their GSC and and really we offered them Brian and the other two options were Sam and Wayne who had a pretty excellent matrix outside of the GSC. So uh, Luke, we unfortunately had to hand him his plunger after such a good event as, as sort of the point getter and I thought this was the round where, you know, Luke would have to scrap it out but as he, as he said, he ended up pulling out a pretty big win um, and then in our final round, um, we ended up putting up uh, Sam. Um, and then we had, sorry, uh, yep, we ended up putting up uh, Brian in the second round. Uh, he had the opportunity to get uh, the Necrons out, which actually ended means that Sam and Wayne, uh, Wayne played the CK and Sam played the the Imperial Knights, which were pretty good matchups. Um, as Luke said, he got a big 18 into the GSC, which was a massive swing up for us. Um, Brian, unfortunately, into the Necrons. Uh, Jacob O'Donnell, who's been absolutely killing it on the faction this year, um, ended up giving the big 20. And I think uh, those uh, sort of multi-shot heavy destroyers absolutely scooped Brian's army. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sam and, and Wayne brought, both brought home big 20s, which was massive for us. And then uh, I played Pete uh, from ITA, who was an absolute uh, excellent uh, bloke to play against. Um, I think we all had excellent sort of sportsmanship games this round and mm-hmm. had a bit of uh, trouble just with the Wraith Knight uh, turn one where uh, moved everything out of my turn one and then he uh, phantasmed Wraith Knight, made an immediate bead for the, I think, inch of my ghost arc that was visible uh, at the bottom of turn one, blew it up, Inari went into my backfield and killed the reanimator. Um which I was pretty worried that I'd lost this around there and that it was going to be a, a big old 20, but ended up able to uh, scrap for the draw there and that got us the uh, sort of 60-odd points that we needed to uh, to win the round between all of us. That's so good. That Yeah, the Peter's really good at like preemptively planning that first-term move of the Wraith Knight to get something that you don't want him to get. So, uh, I, I, I waited specifically like to... You know, see where he dropped the wraith, and he dropped it right in the middle. And I'm just like, I, I'm in trouble here. And then he phantasmed, and I'm just like, I'm really in trouble here. And then the incarn in the backfield. Uh, I think Pete played it really well until I think Airy denial had come up mid game, um, and I pushed sort of the warrior block to the middle to kill the storm guardians in the middle. And he actually brought the wraith, the incarn back to the middle, which actually uh, I think was a good play in the moment, but meant that the pressure was off sort of my second warrior block um, and they could kind of hold that other objective unfettered for the rest of the game with the Catan holding the other corner objective. So um, I think I think Pete played an excellent game and sort of managed to pick up a warrior brick um, in the middle of the game. But um, just 
I think teleporting the income out sort of took the pressure off for me a little bit and meant that I could keep uh, scoring my primary. Yeah, nice. I had a super interesting couple moments in my game with Dan Burns. Um, uh, One uh, demo bomb from GSC killed two armages, which I was not expecting that to happen. I thought it, it it wouldn't reliably kill them, but it did. It put like 10 wounds on each of them reliably and they just both died and I was like oh okay that's that hurts um and the getting the units back um is a struggle for me as as demons because I normally hit and hit hard but then I can't like win attrition games so I actually um had a moment where a rapid ingress chalaxi moved to um to to get his um whichever one is that has the 12 inch bubble of deep strike deny Oh, the Clamavus. The yeah. So, Shalaxi, I sent her in to get that because that's my only way of stopping units respawning um, because I have a strat to deep strike three inches away so I can reliably get blips so long as that thing doesn't exist. So, Shalaxi did that, took home field objective um, and then throughout the game was able to stop units from coming back. However, it still wasn't enough. Like, when they come back and sometimes you can't get them, it's a whole squad. But at the end of the game... Um, I was getting all my 10s in the last round of the game because I went second. Um, I had all my big monsters on an objective in the middle blocking out a 3-inch deep strike. Um, So I I needed them to stay there to get primary at the end of the game so I couldn't move them. And the only model I had to deep strike anywhere was the Changeling who wasn't on on an objective. So I brought him up using the stratagem, deep struck him 6 inches away from... um, Dan had these uh, this big 20-man blob of uh, acolytes, I think, and they were going to string out on a bunch of objectives and, and take all my primary. So to stop him getting that, I um, I charged the changeling into them with the six-inch charge, forced them to attack me, made them battle-shocked, and then they were oh. able to, to hold objectives <laughs> at the end of the game. So the changeling doing, doing the Lord's work because uh, yeah the changeling doesn't if, if you fail battleshock you can't attack him so in combat you just that's it you're done you're battleshocked and you can't do anything so he went there and stopped a big brick from being able to do anything which was really really cool the the changeling truly is a like fear of god model of the like oh yeah so if I roll fun. the six yeah. you just can't do anything now and you're like you're not gonna roll the six and just my heart freezes as yeah. that dice rolls, it's like, no, there's no way it's going to be a six, right? <laughs> my, entire, my entire plan hinges on this not being a six. Yeah, it's so, it's so oppressive because, like, you you make a plan, you're like, surely it won't happen, but you can't you can't make a plan and not factor it in because if it happens, you might be screwed. So Yeah, it, it's just like your turn is gone. It's, it's exactly. so awful. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, so that basically wraps up, like, our recaps. Um now, one thing I just wanted to say was basically um, the meta is super interesting. A lot of the teams here in Brisbane are, are getting so competitive and so high-skilled and the sportsmanship is so high as well that honestly, from our, you know, most of our games, I, you know, I'm eager to hear your guys' opinion, but most of our rounds I felt were, you know, all quite challenging rounds. I didn't feel like any round was, you know, particularly easy per se. I felt all of them were competitive and, and a bit of a challenge. You had to pair right. You had to play well. Um, there were no freebies. Um, what did you guys think? Um, I, I 100% agree. I think, I think there were, 
there was without a doubt rounds that we perceived as definitely tougher and harder but the every round we we realized that we had to like we had to think about it correctly we couldn't just like laissez-faire like like oh, i'll just throw this here and we'll just mm. outskill there like it's like no everyone is bringing really good lists everyone is really stepping up to the plate um competitive wise and and I 100% agree. Like, we, we de- had to take every opponent seriously. We had to do, like, full, you know, full foot to the foot to the pedal. Um, or else we, we could just be swept aside. Mm-hmm. Um, which was, you know, it's stressful. It's absolutely stressful to be in that seat. And it's like, oh, man, it would be it would be good to just have some cruisy games. But but it, the competitive side of things, it's, it's absolutely fantastic to see. And, you know, it makes me really excited for the next team tournament, whatever it comes up, because it, it feels like it's only getting better. And I, I think despite GSC and Elder, and I think we can all agree the meta being super oppressive at the moment, how fun these teams events have been and how mm. diverse everyone has been and the sportsmanship has been really good. And I'm really glad that like the 10th edition stuff hasn't diminished the community in any way. Yeah, definitely agree. Well, I think also it was... It was like Josh obviously put on another great event, and I, I think the improvement I loved the most this event was he had the uh, erasable score sheet at every table, uh, the oh, yeah. laminated score sheets, which was really good to sort of you know have it already there with all the primaries, all the secondaries, and just be able to visualize your games as you go. Um, I, I thought that was a great addition, and, and as usual, the event was run really well, and uh, and Josh is really sort of um, you know the backbone of the the Brisbane and Queensland community, and he's really uh, just, um, you know, done a really good event. Absolutely. He's, he's definitely stepped up, and, and he's really, really maintained the, the, the bar, which has been awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that, I think uh, we've done a nice coverage of our, um, our team tournament here, our premier team tournament here in Brisbane. Uh, we talked about kind of how things are different changed in the meta uh, and how the teams have improved over time. We talked about a recap of our games and some funny things that have happened. Uh, and with that, we might uh, close off the episode. Is there anything you guys wanted to say before we wrapped up? Um, um, not really. No, I think, um, you know, I think I shouted out last time, the, the Northside Alliance Open um, is coming up the 1st of September as a three-day event. And... Um, it would be great to you know to see everyone there, and it's going to be, I think, a, a, another fantastic event, um, and lo- lots of people are flying in, and it'll be it'll be great as we will hopefully be also celebrating the uh, the Aussie boys coming back with another win from the WTC. Mm-hmm. I, think, uh, I think as we record, they're just getting into round two of the the War Master singles, and I'm sure we'll all be glued uh, later in the week to the streams for the teams and where. I think, you know, everyone definitely on this podcast, but I'm sure all of the Australian 40K community will be uh, right behind the boys this week. Like, you know, just from Brisbane, we've got uh, Will, uh, Alex and and Liam on the team and then um, Ben Warrior and Denith as the coaches. But obviously all the Australian guys over there are, are going there to repeat and they're going to, you know, give it a really hot crack and we're, we're all behind them. So we'll also post a, a link to where you can watch them, those streams to watch the Warmaster singles and also the team event. You can find them on the WTC um, website. If you just do Google WTC 40K, you'll be able to find those links on, the, on their website, but we'll, we'll post them on our Facebook page as well. And they'll probably be on the Team Australia Facebook page as well. 
So with that, um, we'll wrap up the episode. I'd like to say thank you for all listeners um, to listening. If you like what you heard, please leave some feedback on Facebook or iTunes or send us a message. You can find us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, we'd like to say thank you very much. And we'll see you guys next time. See ya. See ya, guys.